Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Tristcast. I am your host, Tristan Dario, and I invite you to sit back, relax, catch a vibe, and enjoy the show. Hey, y'all, take a moment before you get settled. Follow the Tristcast and leave a rating. All right, I'll see you in today's episode. Peace. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to this week's episode of The Trist Cast. On this week's episode, I am joined by a very close friend of mine, an amazing soul who I had the privilege to learn many things from in our discussion. And so what I like to bring toward you guys today is part one of my conversation with Chloe Sullivan, a great friend of mine, and I hope you all enjoy. Thank you, and peace out. We were just discussing the topic of... We were just discussing the topic of, you know, what it's like for women, and in the menstrual cycle, and the eating habits, and stuff like that. We were talking about a lot of that goes on and if this is not the proper termination but it just goes on in your bodies and what goes on in your life yeah 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 so your cycle your hormone cycle affects everyone everyone's hormone cycles are different male hormone cycles look like a bell curve and that is every single day for you guys for the most part obviously the older you get the more changes it has but uh, generally, male hormone cycles are in, within a 24-hour period. You rest at night to replenish it, and then that's kind of it. Um, that works well in society that we are functioning in currently, and it's more built for men in the workforce. Um, so that's just having a get up in the morning, go to work, your energy slowly starts to increase as you wake up, and then kind of peaking um, in the middle of the day, and you wanna keep going? Middle of the day. Um, And then it slowly starts to go down. By evening, you're kind of winding down, and then by night, you're exhausted. Everything's kind of used up, and you go back, you go to sleep. That's why everyone's hormone cycles get so messed up when you don't sleep well. because um, you're not replenishing the natural hormones that you would have if you're getting REM sleep and all of that sort of stuff. So that's the, the male side of things. Female side of things is uh, not as straightforward. Um, women's menstrual cycles is just a hormone cycle. Um, it, it's just a segment of it. Um, I guess Terminology-wise, that is uh, your period, and um, I'm not sure the scientific names. I know there's luteal phase, which um, phase eating kind of comes in, and when you know your phases of your cycle, that's when you can kind of implement different habits in your daily life to kind of replenish yourself. But um, generally for women, it's three belt curves, so... And, and they're not even that straightforward. They're kind of going 
up and down like a roller coaster and they overlap sometimes and then sometimes one hormone is super high and then the others are lower and it can vary um, but I'll show you a picture after this um, of it because it's it's kind of crazy and it definitely looks like a roller coaster so when women say we're on a roller coaster of emotions today believe them um, and I think when it comes to the different phases of the cycles that that I, emotional response in some areas has to do with the heightened emotion in that part of the cycle and then others are like um, during your period you're more likely to or let me rewind leading up to your period you get more testosterone um, in your system which then kind of peaks the I guess male related traits to testosterone kind of come in so being quick and assertive and kind of more more concise which people in society when women start demonstrating those habits it's or those traits not it's not a positive thing um, and when it's a male it's seen in a positive light so those nuances are already like misunderstandings of our own Absolutely. hormones I mean, it is also systemically, it's kind of like sexism in a way too, you know? 100%. You know what I mean? So, so I totally get that. But those are in the words of Chloe Sullivan. Welcome. Thank you, sir. I just wanted to throw that in here. I wanted you yeah. to have a moment where you could really shed a light on your own knowledge and what you've learned oh, yeah. in your journey and how you wanted to bring it in your own way. So giving it in that way, I thought it was a good idea. Give you the spotlight. More like a monologue. It's your first monologue, Chloe. Yeah, um, I kind of go into a lot of monologues just in daily life, and uh, Tris was like, "We gotta, we gotta hit record." So and that's what we pivoted to, and that was kind of the tail end of our previous conversation, which. Who knows what I said before? No, I think that was incredible because I got to hear it for a second time. Were there any points that you feel Absolutely. like I, you wanted to go back and touch upon? Like, it's specifically on the last topic on... Yeah. <clears throat> pardon, I'm a little bit, you know... <laughs> In the clouds. Yes, I am. Um... When we were just when we were discussing the you know the highlight of what we were recently talking about, I don't know what happened. It just gone. Well, do you want me to just jump in with what I think you please. maybe resonated with the most? Please. I think what I'm trying to do is reframe people's thinking and how we're we were initially taught yes a certain way yes um so now it's unlearning those with new information yes of course being cred like verified and all that fact checked. yes um so everything i'm saying is backed by science um and if you ever want those sort of things, I can for sure uh, recommend stuff. But there's so much stuff out there. So many women have written books. So many people with uteruses have written books um, and done podcasts. And so many 
pieces of work that this is my knowledge is coming from snippets that I've kind of collected um, yeah so there's so much more that I don't know um, and so many more nuances and things that are still being figured out because one thing that um, I highly recommend is uh, it's the explained series on Netflix yes and it's about um, I'm trying to remember the title it was like sex explained I think interesting but it was breaking down like our bodies in one episode and our mental state in the other and how those combine yeah and then the third one was like involving a partner and that sort of thing like figuring out based on listening to yourself um and you know understanding the way you're thinking is normal exactly um which hopefully isn't invalidating to anyone but yeah. everyone feels these sort of emotions. They just come up in different ways oh, absolutely. for people. And it's, and it's because of your hormones. And they manifest in different ways in everyday life. Um, what I think you resonated with most, though, is you are you have been and continue to be in relationships with women, particularly mm-hmm. people with uteruses. Yeah. Um, and understanding their body and taking the time to understand their body and their brain yeah. and then how you come in to that being intentional about how you're interacting with the people in your life that you care about especially romantic aspects because eventually in life like they're your person you're gonna be together yeah. um so don't work against yourself and instead get to know each other on a physiological standpoint and just like body body anatomy and understanding all of that because I think when men and women come together sometimes because of our societal indoctrinations um, and our previous knowledge about ourselves which is ever expanding now thankfully but we kind of um, we lose track of what it is we need to be focusing on in a relationship mm-hmm. um, Plus, listening to your cues, your cues of like, this is your partner indicating them wanting an interaction on a a romantic level, sexual level, emotional level, like understanding where you're at too in your hormone cycle and your partner's hormone cycle. Instead of having like a major conversation and a point in her cycle that you know she's not going to be as receptive to or you know like she's she's not really focused on you necessarily like her hormones are really kind of centering her right now and kind of and that's more particularly around your period time we, we kind of become more introverted um that's just to store energy and our hormones and all of that so instead of trying to approach someone with something that's super important to you being more intentional about okay, is my partner or parent or whoever I'm talking to able to receive this right now? That's love. Indeed. That's your choice. And love is a choice. Exactly. And to place yourself in the situation or put yourself into a relationship with someone and not and not mm-hmm. having the intention on doing yeah. that. Yeah. Really getting to know them. If you're only seeking your own instant gratification or if you're only seeking your own I'll say negative intentions you know or or your own desires you know it's only going to backfire on you um and as and as you were and as you were discussing on your side of it it is 
a thought came into my mind and I wanted to get your take on it. It's like, to ease into it, it might be into a different direction, but Ram Das, one thing that I got from him was when we look at relationships, most people look at relationships as what am I seeking in this person? What am I looking for? What do they need to meet for me? These are the standards they need to meet. This is what I want. I want them this way, that way, and this, the other. And what he says and what he demonstrates is the point of relationships is to expand your consciousness with this person, to to become one with this person, be deep with this person, understand them even down to that Physiological. Uh, physiological, yes, exactly. And there are there are plenty of men out there, especially currently right now, it's even worse from what I hear, mm. men only seeking one thing and only wanting one thing, and then there's other and then there's other groups of people that are saying, I'm looking for something, but everyone else is so used to these yeah. And it's not just men. I hear it's also women too For right sure. now. But 100%. people are only seeking one thing, and that like people are missing that intimacy. Yeah. Can I? Yes. Can I throw this nuance in there? Um, so I think blanket statements are what get us in trouble um, with just in trying to have conversations with people that maybe have a little bit more nuanced of an opinion, or it's just coming from a different perspective. Same thought. Same thing. Um, just different perspectives, which is totally fine. So I think blanket statements when it comes to all men, all women, and those sort of things, we of course know that's not beneficial to what we're trying to do here. We're really trying to emphasize the individual. Um, we are in an individualist society, but we're trying to reframe that. We, we want to be individuals, like whole humans, mm-hmm. at least trying to get to that point. Which, of course, could be a ne- never-ending chase of not being able to achieve that, but that's a whole other topic. But when you are actively working against yourself, um, which I think you pointed out, I'm trying to get myself back on the train of thought, but... Go ahead. Um, you mentioned people only listening to a certain part of themselves. Yes. The, the sexual tension, the sexual yes. drive. Which I think is important to point out, totally normal. Mm-hmm. Those feelings, it's how you, ex- like, you, um, not execute, you display, or you're interacting with society yeah. in that way. Yeah. To get that thing, totally fine. It's the way you talk about it, it's the way you approach it, it's the people you it's your surround yourself with, totally. Um, and if you're surrounding yourself with people that aren't empowering you in a way, that doesn't feel true to you. Yes. That's a whole different thing. I think where people in that sort of mindset, especially in our age range, it's very that is a very normal yeah. thing. And of course throughout all stages of life, but I think that comes through the part in brain development that we're at mm-hmm. <laughs> at the moment. We're not For fully sure. there. Um, but we're choosing to only listen to certain parts of ourselves <coughs> um, in our bodies and our minds mm-hmm. when it aligns with things that we think we want that society has told us that we should want or this is how you should how you should express those feelings yes like for a woman when she's slut shamed like that's not necessarily a bad thing but if she's only doing it because she wants this one guy's attention or she wants to feel empowered herself in a way that's detrimental 
that's where the that's where it's wrong. That's, that's where, where the, the wrenches in the plan. Yeah, are. Like, yeah. we're going off path a little bit. Yeah, I I just had a conversation with somebody that's in college that has had time and experience in their own fraternity at UCF, mm-hmm. and they talk about how in fraternities the the community or like how how that the energy there. What they set you up to believe is is that you only go for women that want to have sex. You only go for women that we consider are hot. It doesn't. I don't care what they do. This is all you're going for. Don't think about feelings. And I'm like, these motherfuckers are the one leading y'all. Like they're leading y'all. And I think you bring up a great point. Who's leading the conversation? Dead ass. Them. Yes. What are we doing right now? Bitching about it, which is totally fine. Talking about it, it creates conversation. Mm-hmm. Where do we go from here is the thing that I want to focus on. And let me let me backtrack about that because I was in a sorority at UCF, very familiar with the culture, very much did not want to interact with it and limited my interaction with it, which saved me in a way. Um, COVID, of course, had implications involved, but yeah, it was. it's very easy to fall into that stuff because it's kind of the only pathway people really highlight or it has the loudest voice you know um freak life is a really easy thing for people going into that stage of their life college post-grad uh for high school like that is their pipeline that is the only thing that people are saying is okay or yes we've gotten to a point in society where you know we don't believe those certain things, but it's still indoctrinated in people that are vulnerable. They're freshmen coming into a place where they're looking up to people that are also babies, <laughs> walking around, being immature and not knowing themselves, then projecting, telling people, this is what you should do and this is how you need to live your life. Sorry, sir, you're damaged goods walking around, telling people, this is how you need to be. And these boys are looking at you with either fear looking up well most of them are looking up to them and looking up to them um and if those are their only role models that are easily accessible to them or in that environment and the only people expressing their voices outwardly in that way that is the only 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 outcome that's going to happen yeah and it's just going to get worse and then the cycle's going to repeat because of those kind of situations that's why i'm scared i'm scared for them like that like, so let's give them another option. Okay. I'm not saying right now. That is a whole oh, other conversation. Okay. Yes. I appreciate you wanting to talk about it right yes. now. But I just think, you know, that's that's how we move forward on a lot of these yeah. nuances in society that we're not okay with anymore. Okay. And we're finally waking up to them. Yes. Yes. We're awake now. We can continue to suffer with that knowledge. Or let's channel that energy into that frustration that that sort of passion about this topic now and you know all of that take that energy and let's let's figure out what we can do with it or hopefully if there's something that starts that you know is gaining more traction then then people can flock to that more um or at least have it as a tool in their toolkit to to not listen to those societal norms that are detrimental to us and we know have been detrimental to us we're aware yeah. We as Greek life, we know. We yeah. know what the detrimental cycles look like because we've watched them. So up close and personal. Some people we're really close to. 
that stuff has happened to where it's either, you know, they're only chasing a certain thing or they only can function and be around people when they're so highly intoxicated on some level. Yeah. Um, we're not training ourselves to have those positive interactions because when those sort of venom, that sort of venom kind of trickles into the organization, yeah. it can poison everyone so quickly and we don't even know what's happening. Yeah, I like that use of that word, I like that. Because it is like a venom, because you don't even see it coming, it just, once it slips into the bloodstream, that's when it's got you. It's quick. Very much so. Paralyzing. The people that continue to grow out of it though, the people that actually save themselves from it, who realize that it's wrong, like this person that, this is my friend, they're like, yeah, I can't do this shit anymore. You know, I give them props because, you know, it can be difficult because the, that those kind of groups are always going to project that entire way of thinking onto everyone. Everyone that it just passes down one by one. And that's what, you know, we just need more people to be able to just yeah. walk on out. I think you just, you, well, you just sparked something for me, for your friend. Um, I'm, I'm curious to know his men like his thought process on when he noticed things were wrong and if it was from the beginning or if it just happened like the rug swept out from underneath him just when he was deep in it like I'm curious about that and I'm curious about his take on it from a level not necessarily him let's let's zoom out I'm curious about people who have left Greek life mm. um, because their voices can definitely come from a place of trauma and hopefully, I think the grief process is so important. Um, and the second you can separate the emotion from the from the lesson, that's when I think you should talk about it um, on a level that's like, you know, you're making you're making statements now. Like you're not yeah. just talking from your own experience. You're making statements about society. That's when you can make statements. Um, is when you've done that sort of internal work. You can even broach the conversation with yourself. Yeah. Um, that's super important. And then I, I'm just curious, all of those people, like, what was the last straw? What was the first straw? Like, where, what was the process like of leaving? How did that make you feel? Did you lose friends? All of that stuff. Um, and then I think they would be some great people to be the people leading the conversation on what would you have liked to see in your organization that you didn't get to see or the, the good that you did see and you wanted to be amplified yeah. and you wanted that to be the center focus like they're the people that we should be asking how to make Greek life better Interesting. or changing it altogether or making something completely new yeah no yeah 110% because if we keep going down this path that we're not gonna we're not gonna talk to people and we're just going to keep letting people go down the pipeline. Yeah. What are we doing? Exactly. We just know our society is going to... It's, it's literally the same mentality that is so toxic in sororities and fraternities. Like, I went through this, so you have to. To learn the lesson. No. Yeah. If you're able to talk about the lesson and teach the lesson from your experience, it, it speaks more volume. And the fact that you're able to help other people along the way, because... Positive. You know, these are people that probably won't ever experience that ever in their life, mm -hmm. but they may come across someone 
who experiences something similar to the story they hear that happened to another person and be able to be there emotionally to be able to like actually be there for that person you know yep. what I mean yep. and like and that's how to think about it is like we have these opportunities which I believe if we just loved a little bit more I feel like there would be more opportunities like this there would be more people that actually there would be less people to commit suicide there would be 100%. more people like actually going to others it would be like back in the day going to your neighbor's house asking for sugar instead motherfucker come over and be like yo no one's home I need a hug motherfucker please like that's what it would be like yeah. and you know that's why I always joke around about the commune or cult you know but um it's coming from good intention and yeah I think that's also I hate certain definitions of things and associations that we have to them yeah so for sure undefining all of that and it's predetermined notion because if we keep shitting on stuff that we've done in the past and not learning from it, it's not going to do anyone any good. Exactly. Um, you also just sparked something for me. Can I ask you what your definition of love looks like? Because you just said if we just loved a little bit more, what does that look like? What are those traits? What a, what does it look like from a friend level to a parent to a lover? Like, If you don't know, totally fine. But I, I think that's a good question to ask people because everyone's definition is different. Again, another theme that I've kind of discovered recently is everyone's walking around with their own predetermined notions, their own definitions, and it's hard to start conversations that you are empowered by and you're really inspired by or you're passionate about. It's hard to have those conversations with people that you love and care about or even strangers because we don't know what their association to the word is or to the group of people we're talking about, like whatever it is. I think we're all we all have a different definition, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. But when it's it, it's the detrimental definitions of this is what love looks like, aka like someone being hurt in the process of. But I love you. Yeah. Like physically hurt or mentally hurt, like they're they're very real things that happen out there, and people think that's love. Yeah. Based on their experience. Yeah, for sure. No, you're right. So what, and if, when you say those statements, like, when you have an answer, if you don't have an answer now, again, totally fine. When you have an answer for yourself, share, share that, because it is, it is important to, to have those conversations, even though it seems kind of, why are we talking about this? Like, we already know what that yeah. is. No, like, let's get on the same page. No, yeah, for sure. No, I would say what love is to me is unconditional kindness it is the seeking of one another while also finding the joy in the dance of life and the fact that there will be ups and downs and there will be things that you have to work through love is being understanding and working through one another working through whatever challenge there may be it's choosing instead of dropping it all at the doorstep working for it it's Understanding that there will not always be that spark and you'll and you may have to really commit to it But that's the dance. I mean find find the little things in life And if you can that's love finding the little things in life Mm -hmm. and choosing one another every single day And that's I'm glad you highlighted that point. I heard someone talk about it Cannot remember the name. It was an Instagram deep dive that I did but um he was saying like 
when you ask someone what they love about you, um, and then they, they start going through things, and then they get frustrated because you keep saying, like, what, but you could love other people like that. What is it about me? It's, you're making an intentional choice to love me, or to yeah. love who it is you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it is the choice. You get to choose but it's how you choose and what that looks like. It's yeah. it can be very nuanced and it can be very different. It can be detrimental. It can be so positive, but love can look take form in a lot of different ways. And understanding that sometimes when you show love in a certain way, maybe that's not how that person wants to be loved. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Listening and to them. Yeah, because not everybody's love languages are the, are the same at all the same times. Yeah. You know, is the the ever present quote you know like we're constantly changing the inside all the time so i mean what may seem like love to us from a certain act or certain thing that they that our significant other does could be completely different on another day or at a completely different point of time and it's being able to dance around that it's being able to be like oh shit what the you're changing oh but i'm changing too ah instead of getting so pissed off like yo what the fuck why are you you like this last time why don't you like it this time sparking an argument that doesn't even need to be happening at that time well i think where we get in trouble too is a lot of people don't vocalize those frustrations no they don't and that's where you get in trouble buddy like if you keep piling that stuff on top of each other yeah if to a point and you get that to a point where it's just breaking like breaking down in front of each other or like snapping at each other whatever it is like it's hard to then have that conversation about here's why I've been feeling this way here's the laundry list of things that I've been collecting give your partner the respect and tell them for sure 110% I um it's it's literally one of the biggest things is I just it's the fundamental fact of putting other people before yourself so whatever you got going on inside of you you have to remember that there's other people that are counting on you and not and that's not meant to be a pressure that's meant to be like the people you count on just remember that there are people that you can count on as well it doesn't have to be so one-sided you don't have to feel like oh I'm gonna owe somebody it's just like dude I love is giving it back no matter what if you still got it in you or if you don't even want to give it out. I've talked about this before. It's like you can choose. You can be having the shittiest day of your life. Mm. And if you choose to be kind, it is proven to make your day better. Rather than if you choose to just throw it all on somebody and just raise hell on someone's life. For the fact, it's going to ruin. It's not only going to ruin the mood. But it's going to bring down the energy. They're not going to be close with you. And you don't even know how to control your own reactions or your own emotions. Totally. Yeah. When you walk into those situations, too, it's like you were, let's say you were walking in fully intending one thing. Like, I'm going to bring you this box of chocolates. And then you give them to your partner and they're not appreciative. They're actually mad. They're like, I cut out dairy two weeks ago. You didn't even freaking notice. Like that's where then for you like you don't ever want to do that again because you felt wrong by yeah, doing it I feel like it causes anxiety at that point because yeah, then you're like you oh god do it. I don't you're want... gonna cut it out yeah I don't know man like 
Okay, so this may be a personal experience, this may be vulnerable, and this may be transparent. When I would get in, when I would get in fights, and it would be like something I did, mm. or like say I yelled really, really loud. Yeah. I immediately cut, and I'm like, "Fuck." Okay, I got like, and and sometimes there are times where they have to look at me and they have to settle me, like, not even settle me down, just look at me and be like. And then I immediately feel bad for getting to that point because I realize all it takes is to just stop, really think about it. Do I really need to respond in this manner? You know what I mean? And it takes a lot of, it. like, dude, I was embarrassed for such a long time. The amount of times I would be driving down the road and I'll think about a time that I was an asshole. And I'll just cringe. And I was like, you had, I have to learn from that. Yeah. I'm getting that vision and it's making me feel this way because I gotta talk, I gotta be able to grow in that area, you know what I mean? Mm. And the amount of people that may go through those kind of things and people that just completely cut cut it out of their mind as if it's not even a real thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. It, I think relationships with people, it is so difficult in, in terms of you know you have to shift your approach to it like oh yeah I've, I've done this for so, like so many partners in the past and they loved it or like I've, I've done this so many different times for like you were saying for you in the past like your energy instead of wasting it in a like being more intentional about how you're using it because exactly. you know for sure your partner is going to enjoy it. Exactly. And even if you, like, not to say that people don't have human emotions and we shouldn't express them in a way that's healthy or, and we should, we should, should never just dismiss them, feel them yourself, like you were saying, and then figure out how you want to respond. Exactly. And if you don't know that, like, why are you responding in the first place? Exactly. And don't push them away. Yeah. Because, you know, that can be the easy, like, that can be your easiest fucking go-to. Oh, I'm just going to push you out of my life for a little bit because you pissed me off. Don't do that because that causes a rift. That means I cannot trust you. Even in this vulnerable area, like what we're going through right now, you can't even share your time to figure this out. And, like, that's real shit. That makes people afraid to be able to go back out and date again because they don't know if, I, it's, it may sound extreme, but you don't know if they're going to run into another person like that. But it's real. People actually feel that way. I think, too, with the distancing yourself, it's how you do it. Again, nuances, but it's, it's how you do it. Um, and how you communicate it. Even if you can't, you don't even know what's going on yourself, like, for the people that you love, if if you're able to just communicate with them in an easy way for you, that eases the situation and probably your potential self with future frustrations from other people or from you internally, like, that's one thing. And then comp- figuring out when you need to distance yourself from a situation or from a person or whatever it is. Or if you need to cut it off. Yeah. What is the... What is the... Where is the line? Um, That's a good point. And I, I think some people... Those things can get 
twisted. Exactly. They never wanted you to be out of their life. But it it happened that way because we weren't allowed to have a real conversation for whatever circumstances. Whether it's, most of the time, it's your story, my story, and the truth. Yeah. Um, And if you stick with, to your guns, this is my story, and this is the only way that this has happened. This is the only reality that I know, so this is the only thing that has happened. That's invalidating to the other people in the situation. And if you care about them and you didn't want them to leave your life, let's say you're on the receiving end, you put in the effort to then actively be like, hey, I'm going to approach you when I feel safe and comfortable and I know what I want to say and how I'm feeling and I know how to articulate it. I will come to you. Yes. But if you're the person giving it and saying like, hey, like I... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, I'll give you my distance. I'll li- it's it's how you transition people yes. into different roles in your life. Yes. And it's okay. If you're you, they still mean something to you from the memories that you've had. You still most of the time people still even if like it ended in a really poor way, like you still want the best for them. Yeah, even if you think even if you think what happened was like the end of the world. It wasn't. It was just the end of a friendship in that way. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, especially. And, you know, distance distance looks different in many different ways, man. So many ways. And just because someone asks for space or they ask for distance does not even necessarily mean that the friendship is entirely over. The person might just need a fucking vacation, you know? And, and that vacation may be to a place where they can be back at home and be flushed back into something that makes them feel comfortable, you know? Yes. Um, Even though I think coming back from that vacation is is the important bit. Yes. How do you then approach the person that you said I needed to take a step away? Here's why. Yes. Here's how I'm able to articulate it now. Exactly. And I, I just, first of all, before I say any of this, are you able to accept it or receive it at the, this very moment? doesn't mean you have to understand it. Yeah. Are you able to receive it? Yeah. And that's you asking for, you're asking for respect from them. Mm-hmm. You have to demonstrate it yourself. Yes. Oh, yes. 100%. 100%. Because if you don't do that, then, I mean. What's the point? Exactly. Exactly. What's the point of starting something again if you just know it's going to be the same outcome three months from now? So either way, there has to be an outcome. It's either you choose to keep it going if you see if you deem it's worthy, or you just say, you know, I've done the time, I've done the thinking. I think this is the best route to take, and I think we should go separate ways. Yeah. Or this is how our relationship looks moving forward. Why didn't you go to school for psychology? You went for event planning. I don't know what I don't. You could really do this. You could do very well with counseling as well. I, I mean, you have a bachelor's. You could probably still be a counselor. You probably just go back for a certification. I. I study people. Yeah. Um, and I study situations, and whether I'm involved in it or I'm a third party or I'm watching it online, like, of course, I don't know the full story without asking, but I'm I'm able to. I would say I'm an empath. Yes. Um. Which some people can argue whatever they want to argue, but I'm I fully stand by that. Were you into that witchy shit? Oh yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm a witch, bitch. Um, 
but yeah, I I think it takes a particular type of I don't even think it's necessarily a person. Like it's it's if you want to. It's if you want to be empathetic. If you if Oh, you, dude, yeah. If you want to be emotionally intelligent. Yes, but taking that knowledge and applying it. So like when you walk into a room, you can read the energy a little bit. That's emotional intelligence, but that's also empathy. And um, when you are talking with someone for the first time or for the first time in a while or whatever the situation is, feeling their energy, taking the time to really feel what they're saying and what they're saying through their body. So you would count empathy as what love looks like? That's where I think it, I get in trouble a little bit, um, cause I, I don't. I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, no, empathy I, is a very good form of love. Yes. I mean, it means you're putting, you you're putting your emotion into it, or yes. you're feeling emotion. You can get too involved sometimes. Yes, and you get the, attached. You it, those feelings implant into you now. The energy of the room implants into you now. You feel mm, it physically. That's yes, how you know it. And it's not always love either. And you're feeling it regardless. Yeah, um, and and from that way, it's not just a knowing; it's a feeling, and it's that feeling that you've associated in your own body. So that also is what comes with empathy, knowing yourself, knowing yeah. how you feel in certain ways, like. This is the feeling I feel inside when I'm anxious. This is the feeling I feel inside when I get butterflies when someone I like texts me. Like, you can associate the, the feeling to the, the word and however you want to define it for yourself, but then you use that knowledge later on when you are in those sort of situations and um, figuring out what's required of you like yes. the approach that you should probably take it's super it's a super helpful tool i highly recommend everyone um trying your hardest to tap into that but i'm i struggle because i i'm like that i know not everyone is like that yes and it's hard for me to say that i can have people close to me that aren't like that oh yeah no i have to have people around me that like are empathetic i and that's that's where I've gotten in a situation before, multiple, whatever it was, like, just situations where I have so much love for someone, and so much hope for them, and so much, like, just so much towards them, but I can't be an active member of their life anymore, because it's also my own fault, I people please, people pleasing. Um, But, I mean, we are actively getting better off of that so I feel like this may be completely different but you know when I think about empathet- when I when I a piece of art that I connect empathy to mm-hmm. is from a digital artist who drew up and, and like animated a picture of Avatar the last Airbender they did Aang and the entire group and like in me, when I experienced that, I felt this overwhelming feeling of love. I felt like every single one of them on that piece of paper loved each other so much because they understood what each and every single one of them had gone through. And they had their own type of pain. 
And that's why I think empathy is so important in a relationship or in a friendship, especially in your friendships. Because if each of you have your own way of connecting with your emotions and you are tapped in, you are so tapped in with your surroundings Mm -hmm. that you can connect with anybody. And that is a superpower, bro. You have that superpower. Thank you. You are you are able to talk to a tree and it have it have an amazing conversation with you. Um, yeah, you you definitely bring that to the table. Um, I believe in astrology, which um, Fuck that, is, yeah. that is you, Aquarius man. That is you. Um, Absolutely. You bounce around. I can bounce around, but it looks different. Like <laughs> when I'm at a party, like I can go talk to people, but I'm having like sometimes really deep conversations which I know you do but you're just able to like get everybody involved and yeah <laughs> come on in let's let's talk let's have a party me I'm like let's talk about your trauma from your childhood and why it is the way you are but that's such a cool way to connect with people too though because like that is a I, I see too that sometimes too intense <laughs> it can be it can be because then once you tap into the past trauma you're like I'm about to get in deep. Triggered. But, um, it's good to connect with people on a deeper level, you know, like, it's an intimate way of getting to know somebody, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, it's just a, that is a form yeah. of intimacy. It's like yes. to ask those kind of questions. I'm just naturally curious about it. Yeah, too. Like 100%. Like I said, I study people. Like, yeah. Like, I want to know how you think. I want to know your thought <laughs> process and how you got there. Like, I really do. Um... And sometimes I think people think that's not from their own perceived notion. Like they're like, that's not genuine. I'm like, yes, please tell me. Like, <laughs> I want to know you. Um, yeah. So I think sometimes I'm like an alien to other people. They're like, who is this girl and why is she talking to me right now? For sure, dude. Yes, yeah. absolutely. People be when people give off that kind of vibe. I'm just like the. Where the fuck am I, man? Like, Literally. what? which doorstep did I step on that I shouldn't have? Yeah. Because that has been me... Uh, that has been me a few times at a specific place that you and I have talked about in the in the past. Okay, I believe you. Don't, yeah. can't, not, not ringing any bells, but go for it. <laughs> but, no, it's like, just the point is like, you know... The times I've been there, it just felt like weird energy. Like, mm. why do I feel like I stand out? And I'm like, I don't like that. Not that I don't like it. Like, hey, 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 listen, listen. I have. I was about to ask you a hard hitting question. I have, I have endeavors. Trust me, I have endeavors, and I aim to be. But like, I don't want to be. Like, it felt like a. Like, and you don't fit in because your authentic person wouldn't be accepted in that space? Felt like it. Okay. That yeah. makes more sense. Because it was like, if it's your uncomfortable nature of, like, I don't feel like I fit in right now, where is that coming from? But it's... It that would be more of a projected like, sense. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. sound like where you're coming from. No. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask if, if you didn't clarify. It felt more like my authentic self was like, yo, what the fuck? Why like, are we here? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm not appreciated. Yes. I shouldn't waste my breath. My I don't time, even know why. Energy. Like, but like, there are some people there that are like, oh yeah, fuck it, dude, you fucking, you know, like Which, that. You don't always have to surround yourself with other people's people too. Like, exactly. You, you connect with someone on a certain level, that doesn't mean 
that that person connects with their other friends on that same level and that doesn't mean that you will also be friends with them it's a good indicator we have a common person we love that person yes but it, it doesn't always mean that you'll be the bestest of friends yes especially when your best friend like has other friends so exactly exactly but it's still like i when it comes to that the people that i love the other people in their life that like hold value to them mm-hmm. i i love them yeah so much but from a distance yeah like they're their person in other ways that i'm not and like thank you thank you for that 100 thank you for filling my other person's my person's bucket yeah also i'm getting freaking attacked by bugs out here are you really yeah how they're like coming i think they like they're coming for you oh oh, are they because i haven't had any of them I haven't had any bother me. Yeah. I've been fighting. I'm a witch. Oh, yeah, she is a witch, everybody. She believes in the astrological stuff. No, but deadass, I believe in it, too. Mm-hmm. The fuck? Also, Shit's can, real. can we talk about that? Yes, of course. Um, I was going to try to lean into it anyway. <laughs> the perception of astrology. Modern, I guess, interpretations of astrology. Do you want to... Yes. You do? Yes. Okay, we can take... We can do it. Let's take a break. No, I mean, it'll... I'll just take this bit out, or I'll make it some, like, super mega type shit where, like... Super mega. So where, like, it's black screen or something's okay. happening. can we actually... What? Um, I, you don't have to use this ever, but, like, can we still talk while we're sketching? Like, we can talk about weed. Yeah. And I'll pick up that topic when we... When Are we're you done. sure? Yeah, because astrology is a huge topic for me. No, do you want to do that no. first? I want to do this first. Okay, 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 okay. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about weed now. Um, you can <laughs> use this in any capacity that you want because weed is apparently not um, acceptable. Crazy. I don't even, I don't even know how long we've been going on yet. I don't so, know either. <laughs> but I've been in flow for sure. So I mean, the whole point of life. Sorry, you have fire going right now. The whole point of life is seeking flow, and reach the ebb and flow of life. That's probably not the goal. It's definitely seeking God. Or the universe. Yeah, we'll talk about that too. <laughs> okay, weed. Um, she's a good plan. Um, so many people have the wrong perceptions of her, and even the people that um, love it, they have the wrong perceptions of what it is um, because of the education we were indoctrinated with, once again. Uh, the whole war on drugs changed everything sad but yeah it's really poisoned our perception of this beautiful plant you know i don't know if i am correct or not and i would really like someone to comment and tell me if i am correct or not but i did hear a long time ago i don't know if the if the source is reliable or valid but this is something you heard on the pipeline yeah because Nixon got impeached, if he didn't get impeached, he would have been the person to start the war on drugs. I believe it was Seth Rogen who brought that out, yeah. too. Yeah. When- it's so funny you brought that up. I did, um, for one of my history classes, junior year of high school, we had to do decades projects. Um, sorry. Yeah, decades projects. So I had the decade where Nixon was involved. Um, and then we eventually talked about the war on drugs later on. But... Yeah, like, we, we did heavy research on that, and it blew my mind. 
Because it's fucking crazy how everything got thrown onto Reagan. I feel like Nixon is the person who really wanted it, and Reagan got. But even though I, you know, I I I think it, that is a great. It's a rabbit hole. That is a great rabbit hole to go down, though. About on a different way. Um, again, psychological. Fuck uh, yeah. So, I think in politics, we fix like the parties because of popularity and they're trying to get people to vote for them and they're trying to get shit done so they're trying to convince other people that it's worth it um they stick with the same stuff even if it's not their platform or it's not their thing um because they don't want to piss off the other people that just voted them in like even if reagan didn't this is a hypothetical if he didn't want to do it it was nixon's thing like he probably still would have because of public perception and this is what the public wants based on what who they were polling and who they were asking okay so we talk about psychedelics and we were talking about these shows earlier i believe this is before we ever got on to yeah record but um we were talking about the topic of um the shows on netflix about psychedelics or fantastic fungi and stuff like that all of those each have so much information regarding how so many government officials, so many big college <laughs> universities have been doing projects and um, like scientific um, research. research on how all these psychedelics and how marijuana has been helping. And the government's just trying to throw it all under the bus as if it's all fake news as they've been doing for such a long fucking time. And it's then counterculture becomes this huge fucking you guys... Like, counterculture ends up becoming, like, such a bad thing, but all, like, counterculture was really doing was tripping dick. It's dogpiling. Like, we're all dogpiling onto this hot topic or whatever the hell it is. Um, That invalidating of research... Exactly. ...is so of our time right now. Um, which is so interesting. Like, people are just able to compartmentalize and, like, block that out. It doesn't exist, or it's completely false, which is so interesting because they're being fed conspiracy, which then they think is conspiracy that, like, what we're saying is conspiracy. Yeah, 100%. Like, there are people that would say and be like, nah, there's no fucking way. This is weird shit. And I'm like, buddy, think about it. Why does everything almost, like... The world happens exactly the way it's supposed to, and when you see shit like this, bro... Yeah. Okay. Uh, you brought up a point, though, invalidating research. Yes. Um, women's health. All really? of this education that I've been spilling to you... Yes. ...within recent years. Really? Like, this is all very recent research? Yep. What the fuck? Um, because our... But sadly, our knowledge on um, uh, women's health, or just health in general, our health knowledge, our modern health knowledge, comes from Nazis. Oh, yes. Because of their experiments um, that they did with the doctors and all that, and terrifying, terrifying shit, but we learned a lot through that. so it's how we use the information now, I think, is what's the important part. And in making sure that that stuff is correct, too. Yeah. And it, it, a lot of it might be correct, but, like, there might be more nuances to go down rabbit holes because that was in a, you know, torturing uh, part of human experience. 
and that could really skew some uh, res- results that they've got. But anyway, yes. um, yeah, women's health was not ever studied because sexism um, and modern when this sort of like medical western shift um, instead of eastern medicine and like healers and herbalists and all of that we shifted to what we know today Um, and yeah a lot of that was just like focusing on men oh interesting they were again like it's it's just the focus the doctors were male back then yeah so they were focusing on themselves crazy um and you can only look to us by me pointing out these facts in history too um it's not to invalidate the fact that the research that was done for males men's health didn't do amazing stuff of course it did why is it taking us so long to get that same result for women and that's the point but that's the point and you can harp on your nuances as long as you want but it's not getting you anywhere besides just beating a tree so let's let's validate each other yeah in our sure in our experiences yes and let's talk about it and move forward together um anyway that's my that's my soapbox on that okay um yeah women's health is is super brand new and especially sexual health when it comes to yeah. any of those sort of I, I don't know the right terminology for this i don't want to say uh, disorders, but that might be the right term. I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of women's health stuff that people don't talk about, and other women don't know that we're going through it together, sort of thing, because we haven't been talking about it. And it's it's so deeply embedded in, in female culture too, um, because we're also talking about it from the standpoint of how it inter- interacts with our men. Like, we're still focusing our health on how it interacts with male connection. Like, there's there's certain things that, like, happen to women that wouldn't be pleasurable for men or, like, it would take more effort for them on that front, like, and and more intent and... um, wanting to understand their partner's body and if their partner isn't empowered enough to be like oh this is an issue like other people don't feel like this because that's a lot that's what happens a lot women are like living in this pain and agony thinking that's what periods are oh and it is so insane yeah it's a lot more than that right it's it's a psychological thing too well yeah, it's because we haven't been talking about it. These women didn't know that their pain shouldn't be making them double over. I don't know if that's the right term. Anyway, um, I don't um, know. You're teaching me right now. Like someone punching you in the fucking gut. What the with fuck? With a knife over what? and over and over and over and over Oh again. my god. Um, that's just cramps. Um, what? And then there's a scale of that, like how from zero to ten, like how intense are they? Women don't know, for me, for example, when I was in 6th, 7th, no, 8th, ninth grade, um, I was having two days of my period, like, in a ball in my bed, just shaking, and 
crying and trying to get the pain in my uterus to stop. Mm-mm-mm. And taking Advil like fucking candy. Yeah, I believe it. Holy shit. Ow. That's why it's important to talk about and it's not that I'm surprised that you don't know this stuff because you don't have sisters, right? No. Exactly. Um, so boys that have sisters, a lot of women say, you know, that's who I want to date because they know about women from that level, like living with a woman. Interesting. Um, and watching all of these things. That doesn't necessarily mean they're always coming out with the squeaky clean, clean view of a woman. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like... A lot of women say that, and I think it's it's definitely true in some ways, and it's damaging in other ways, but um, I think the point there is we should take the time to get to know each other's health and, like, yes. bodily autonomy and bod- body functions and all of the nuances and health and how that can look for each other because... Let's face it, I don't even... I'm so curious to know about your sex education when you were in school. Started in fifth grade. Okay. First time you were exposed to boners was then? In, in education? Like, where are they starting? Sorry. <laughs> that was rough. Where are they starting, boys, on their would- journey? Like, the first time you, someone ever spoke to you or had a class about it, that's what I'm assuming. Fifth grade was the first time I had a class about it. Was it, like, a full class? Was it just, like, a day you guys spent, like, 30 minutes with someone? Like, what, what was it like? So, I think we did it on a weekly schedule. We did it once a, we did it, like, once or twice a week. Um, and okay. we actually learned about the reproductive system. Okay. And then... Yeah, we just studied that. We got to ask questions. There was obviously the kids that say, yo, what is a fucking boner, bro? Mm-hmm. Yeah, shit like that. But, like, nah, you know. So that was your first ever That was my first knowledge ever. Inst- outside of you just experiencing it. Yes. Okay. That's what I'm curious about because for me, I was in sixth grade, um, and some girls start their period around there. Um and we were separated, boys and girls. Uh, girls went to one portable, <laughs> boys went to another. <laughs> no idea what the, they said to the boys. No idea, they had no idea what was said to us. Mm-hmm. First time I learned about a period. I learned a little bit of generic information about the uterus and the um, how to make a baby cycle in terms of like women have eggs, boys have sperm. Um, all of that and that's how like you get the genes of each baby like there was nothing really super scientifically detailed it was like that's the girl function this is the boy function like this is how they interact to make a child Um, and here's period and that the egg is the reason why you're not having a baby because there is no sperm but you are you do have eggs so it thinks you could get pregnant every month so, like, it's, it's giving those hormones. Like, that is what a cycle is, a hormone cycle is. Women being fertile. <laughs> yeah. Because that is your, if you have consistent periods, like, your ovaries are working, they're releasing an egg a month. And that's normal. And that's the first time I had heard about it. My best friend, Allison, um, had a book called... Uh, 
not gonna remember the name of it, but there's three girls on the cover and they were like in their little like uh, towels and head wraps and it's cute. Um, and yeah, it was the first time I really learned about like the nuances of growing up and what your body does. Yeah. Um, it's. I'm I'm having a, a reaction of me not wanting to tell you all of the the details, but I don't know. Like, I'm just not. <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to. It's it's. That's something I need to work on. Whoa. Um, <laughs> yeah, apparently I still have shame in that. But, yeah, I... That was... It was mind-blowing to me. Yeah. I finally learned about what was happening to me. It was, you know, even thinking back on it, you know, I don't really I don't really remember much from it. So like, did, it didn't stick with you, at least till now? No. I, yeah, I think I'm now. I, I get flashbacks all the time for some reason. I'm just like, dude, stop it. That meeting that we had with the girls at the end, we all got a little baggy um, with like one pad for overnight, one panty liner, a tampon, a little pamphlet thing that told you about what, how to put them on and all of that. Really? Um, and how to dispose of them super scary watching for the seeing for the first time how to put a tampon in oh oh because at that point i didn't even know that is how a baby was made that a penis went inside of a vagina no idea and okay that is the correct terminology because the vagina is the inside part yes um outside is the vulva yes um anyway we got a little bag with that stuff and it was super cute had flowers on it um and then we all left and that was like the end of the day so we were all walking the bus the boys ran the up boys. to us and were like stealing girls pouches and thinking like what the fuck is this we what? didn't talk about this what the fuck what they're like what happened to they you didn't, they didn't talk about wait but they didn't send they the boys us. So and the boys never hear, heard that stuff. You're joking. And the girls never heard the boys stuff. You're kidding. No idea what they said over there. No way. Yeah. My school did that. You did. You spent half. You did. You you learned about the first sex, and then you go over to it was male and then female, and that's how it goes. Like you learn about everything. The fuck. The second experience I had in public school. This was in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, more specifically. My uh, elementary school was in Fleming Island, and my middle school was in Green Cove. Um, so yeah, that that education system was really interesting. And the second exposure was I think seventh grade, maybe eighth. Um, and in my science class, we had an hour each every like four weeks or until the lesson was over. We just talked about health. Um, so we learned about all of this that we're talking about, some of it, not all of it. And then, like, smoking and... Drugs. Yeah. Yeah, health class. I loved health class. That's what made me interested in learning about drugs. See? It's doing the opposite of what you think it's doing. But, like, but, like... Because they didn't tell you anything, so you didn't even know. You're just curious now. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I don't think I'd do anything else. Out of everything that I've told you I've done, I think I think I'd only stick to do you, um, two things. 
Two things and two things only. That's it. I don't Okay. And with that, I would like to say I hope you all have a wonderful morning, a wonderful afternoon, a wonderful evening, and a wonderful night.